What's up, tribe? It is Michael Fleming coming at you with yet another episode of Find Your Voice, where we talk about the continual improvement of the health, wealth, and the relationships of your dental organization. I'm so excited to come to you with today's episode because this is something that's uh, really near and dear to me as far as this topic, and it's wealth. We're going to be talking about wealth, and this is going to be a kind of a higher level theoretical wealth conversation where we start talking about how we add wealth. And this is going to be relevant to both your practice as well as your personal lives. Because this, again, this is going to be high level theoretical. This is going to be break out your notepad and your pen, and you're going to be jotting down some ideas. And obviously, as with every podcast, there's going to be some homework to do at the end, right? Because I want you to actually take action with this and apply it in your life, apply it in your practice, apply it in your dental organization. So you can start getting the benefits of this and start to create this as a habit. And then once it becomes a habit, it becomes automatic, right? So what we're going to be talking about is how to get wealthy, right? How to add wealth to your life, right? And there's only two ways to do it. And this is something that I've learned over my years, and it's been proven to be to be very true. And I'm going to share those with you up front, and then we're going to start walking through, you know, how that applies to you, examples of this, so you can kind of see it in your life, right? Because what, what wealth looks like to me, it might look completely different to what wealth looks like to you. So the two things that where you can add wealth to your life is first is to add value. And the second is to be resourceful, to write those two down. The two ways to get wealthy are either to add value or to be resourceful. Okay, now you've written that down. So let's talk about examples of you know, how to add value as well as how to be resourceful. Because this is actually going to link into a lot. If you've been listening to any of my other podcasts, this is really going to kind of link back to previous conversations and previous stories that we've had as well. So starting by adding value, this is something that, you know, if you're in a dental practice, dental organization, a prime example of adding value would be the implant process, for example, Uh, implants. You're adding value by providing the actual procedure and the service, but you're not manufacturing the implant. Does that make sense? Like that metal piece that's actually going in and getting installed. You're not doing that. You're not smelting. Is that that, that the right word? Smelting? You're you're melting the... uh, the iron, putting it in this cast, you're not, you know, engineering it so that the, the screw angle is perfect, right? You're, you're actually getting this from a third party, right? And the value that you're adding is the actual, you know, the preparation uh, with maybe there's a, an extraction further upstream, the preparation, if there's any bone graft, and then obviously, you know, creating the space for the implant, uh, installing the implant, right? All of the x-rays and the 3D scans that that are involved in that to make sure that you're, you're not touching nerve, that you're deep seated in bone, you know, all of these different things. And then obviously, you know, the, the, the final piece, it would be that, that crown, which is a separate piece. And again, some of you are, are making your own crowns. Some of you are not, you're sub- subcontracting that out to a lab as well. But again, the value that you're adding is the actual uh, applying that application to your patient, right? They're not going, as opposed to, you know, if the do-it-yourself method would be the uh, the patient comes to you, gets the extraction, then goes back home, gets online, goes to, you know, the third party that manufactures the implant, finds like, oh, look, I'm going to get this implant. And then they get this chunk of metal that shows up at their house. And then they show up to an implantologist, a, spe- a specialist, whoever specializes in 
and implants. And then they go, hey, I just bought this on eBay and now I need to have it installed. And then they have that done. And then after they do that, they go to their, their general dentist to go and get the, uh, the crown put on that, that post. Does that make sense? And so that's kind of an example of like if the do-it-yourselfer did all of those steps themselves, that might be a little bit of what that looks like as opposed to the real procedure is you're providing all of this value uh, as a value add to your patient, right? You're not forcing them to get online and source, you know, which post is going to be best for them. You're not going and trying to figure out which lab is going to be best for their, their crown. You've got all of that taken care of and you're providing them with one bill, right? There's all these different steps that, that are involved in the implant process, right? But you're providing them one bill and all of the value that you've rolled into that has been value that you're adding. So that's a perfect example of adding value. Uh, let's talk about an example of being resourceful. Uh, being resourceful, this actually ties into some of the time management uh, podcasts that we've had and, and talked about. Uh, the last one was really big on the delegation and the delegation, not being delegation without follow-up. You know, being resourceful is really being able to identify and use the resources that are available to you. And let that sink in for a second, right? Being resourceful is being able to utilize and identify the resources that are available to you, right? And that's a key one because so many of us get stuck in this trap of the do-it-yourself, right? Uh, so many of us think it's faster. Oh, I'll just do it myself as opposed to train someone else up, right? So many of us get caught in that trap of, you know, maybe it's even working after hours and trying to get things done after hours. But again, we wind up doing things ourselves and not delegating and, and ultimately not using our resources, right? And the antithesis of that is we look at people that are really successful and you wonder, oh my gosh, how, how in the world do they have so much time to be able to do all this stuff, right? So for example, one of my mentors that I really look up to is Tony Robbins, for example, right? And every time you like take a, a look into his world and see what he's doing, like this guy is all over the place, right? If he's not in London for a for a uh, conference, he's in Fiji. If he's not in Fiji, he's in Australia. If he's not in Australia, he's in Miami. If he's not in Miami, he's in Los Angeles. It's, this guy is all over the world all the time. Meanwhile, he's providing all of these amazing courses. He's providing these big, uh, like Unleash the Power Within, for example, and all of these like big stadium performances, right, where he's coaching people up. Meanwhile, he's also writing these bestseller books and you just wonder like, how in the world is he able to do all of this traveling, run all of these businesses, you know, do all of these coaching seminars, write all of these books, you know what I mean? Like he's everywhere every time, you know, the last time I looked, which was a few days ago, uh, he was in Miami and he's getting crowned. They, I think the city of Miami uh, crowned the other day and it would be like November 11-ish, November 8-ish. Uh, 2019, they, they named it Tony Robbins Day. And it's like, again, it's like, holy smokes, this guy is everywhere. But this is a prime example, and he does a lot of this teaching as well, is that he does a very good job of utilizing his resources, right? He's got people that handle a lot of the things for him, right? So for example, if you think about like, okay, you know, we've got a conference that's coming up and it's going to be in Fiji, for example. You know, look, think of all the different things that, that are involved in do, making this trip, right? Hey, you got to select the dates. So you got to make sure that your calendar is clear for that. Once you select the dates, then you need to book all of the travel and the lodging 
And if there's a conference, you know, if there's work related, what materials need to come over there with me? What other resources do I need to be able to have for that? And if you're booking this trip on your own, for example, it could be all consumed. You could literally spend hours and hours and hours, you know, booking this trip out and doing it successfully, right? As opposed to, instead of spending all of those hours to book that trip, if you've got an assistant or you've got someone that can help, you can sit down with them and in 10 minutes, you can dump, do a, a download of everything that's necessary for this to be a successful trip. And then you let them do your job, right? So that assistant is your resource. And then you turn them loose with a clear objective. And then to, linking back to the previous podcast where delegation is not delegation without follow-up, you're still taking note of this so that you can follow up at a future time to make sure, hey, I just wanted to follow up to make sure that you've got all the resources you need to be able to book that trip. Are you feeling good? And it's a quick sync like that, right? It's just making sure that they've got everything that they need. So that's, I didn't want to dive too deep into that, but that's two examples of, you know, the first being, how do we add value? The second being, how, how can we be resourceful, right? And so I've kind of given you two resources. Now what I want you to start thinking about is, you know, in your organization, because I, I realized that this podcast is going to be relevant to a lot of different people, right? Whether it's the, the single uh, dentist, uh, whether it's, you know, a couple associates, whether it's a larger dental service organization, uh, whether it's a director of marketing, there's a lot of different people that are going to be listening to this. But to keep it relevant for everybody, you know, I want you to be thinking about you personally, right? This is for you. You know, what are some ways that you are currently adding value to your organization, right? And if you're a dentist, you know, for your organization, that's that's your patients, right? Uh, and anyone can be thinking about that as well, right? For your customer, you know, what are some things that you are currently doing where you're adding value, right? So for example, the implant was a perfect example. You know, the Invisalign was another great example, right? You're not manufacturing the trays. You're subcontracting that out, right? But the value that you're adding is that initial consultation, right? And, and making sure that they've got all of their questions answered, making sure that they've got all of their financing needs taken care of, right? Taking the impressions, right? And whatever is necessary to get that taken care of. And then they do the, the manufacturing of the trays. And then again, when it comes back, whether that gets sent directly to them or they come back in for the initial fitting, again, part of your value. So I want you to write down a few things and it doesn't need to be one or two, like start jotting down all of the different things where you're adding value, right? Because I want you to be aware of what you're currently doing to add value so that we can start talking about new ways to add value as well. Because there's always ways to add value, right? And this is such a great way uh, to have a, a greater connection with our, our patients or our customer as well, right? So then further down in your sheet, I also want you to write down resources or being resourceful, right? I want you to think about current ways that you're being resourceful and how you're A, identifying your resources and B, using those resources, right? And why this is important is, so for myself, for example, I have an assistant that helps me out and that I need this person, right? And I'm super grateful to have them in, in my organization, in my life, because they really help. And the more successful they are is when I can be better at using them as a resource. Because there's sometimes where I get stuck in that trap of keeping it on my desk or keeping it on my notepad or, oh, I'll just do it, do it myself. It'll take me two minutes to do as opposed to spending 20 minutes to show them how to do it, right? And that's 
that is short-term thinking, right? That's back to the analogy of, uh, you know, the, remember the story I told earlier? It's a, I think it's an old Stephen Covey story of, you know, where he, he's, it's the uh, highly, uh, the seven habits of highly successful people. And one of those habits is the sharpening of the saw. And there's that story that Stephen Covey tells of, of the person who's trying to, uh, who's never sharpened their saw. And they're so trying to saw down this, this tree and it's just taking forever, taking forever, taking forever. And they ask him, like, why, why don't you just sharpen your saw and make it much faster? He's like, oh, I'd love to sharpen my saw, but I'm too busy cutting down this tree. It's just a great analogy of, you know, lumbering through and, and never trying to teach other people and coach them up and, and help them out to help you out, right? You always kind of keep that on your plate. And for for the majority of us, we can really resonate with that when we stop and think about it because when we look at other people that are having greater success than us or being able to get more things done, it's truly because they're u- utilizing their resources better than we're utilizing ours. This can be said for competition as well. If you're looking at a, if you're a dental service organization, for example, and you're looking at, there's another dental service organization in this in similar market, and you guys are, you know, hard pressed to bring on six new practices this year. Meanwhile, the competitors brought on 20 this year, and you're like, oh man, what are they doing different than we are? Well, they're utilizing their resources better than you, right? Does that make sense? And whether that re- resource is, you know, getting out and meeting with people in public, whether they're uh, th- throwing different meetings where they're inviting people to become part of their practice. Maybe it's part of that education. I don't know what exactly that is to them, but it is at the end of the day, they're utilizing their resources better than you're utilizing yours. Otherwise it, the tables would be turned and you would be getting the 20 new practices this year and they would only be getting the three, four, five, six practices. Right. And so I want you to be mindful of that, right? Because it's so easy to make excuses of why someone else is having greater success than you or for you to make excuses of why you're not performing as well as you potentially could, right? I almost said as, as good as other people are doing, right? But again, we're not really trying to measure ourselves against others. What we're trying to do is measure ourselves against who we were yesterday and make sure that we're continually improving and trying to get better at each and every day, right? But I, I say this because I want you to be aware of that, that if there's another organization or there's another person that is really killing it and you, you just can't figure out why. That's why they're just using their, their resources better than you. And so after this podcast and after this exercise, you know, you're going to have a better idea of how to start better utilizing your resources, right? Because again, at the top level going all the way back up to the beginning of this conversation or all the way back up to the top of your, your page, there's only two ways to get wealthy. That's add value or be resourceful. That's it, guys. That's it. I know that seems oversimplified, right? But I want you to think about all of the different things that you're doing to add wealth and how they plug into either one of those buckets, right? And I don't mean to oversimplify it, right? But I, what, what this is, by creating this, ma- making it a little more simple is to help create clarity, right? Because then that way, when you think about it backwards, right? Because you can think of all of these these different things that we can add, add, add wealth to our, our lives and to our organization, Right. But once you start thinking of it of, wow, okay, that really does come from the, the area of adding value, right? Or that really does come from the area of being resourceful. Then you can start thinking backwards and kind of reverse engineer it where you've already, you're already starting with the end in mind, if that makes sense. And now you know the why that's happening and why that's working. And what you're going to see is you're going to start to realize 
that you're better at one area than you are at the other, or one of them's going to come more natural for you. So for example, I just admitted earlier that I'm not too great at the whole delegation part, right? But guess what I am good at? Adding value all day long, all day. I am amazing at giving, giving, and giving, adding more value, adding more value, adding more value. And that's why we've built Innovate to what it is today without even having a single contract. All of our clients continue to work with us month after month after month because we continue to add value and they continue to grow their businesses and, and grow in abundance with us. And we and, and vice versa, we continue to grow in abundance because of, of their success as well, right? And so it's this kind of symbiotic relationship where we just continue to add more and more value. We never reach that point where we're like, boom, nailed it, it's done and keep doing it and it's on auto. It never reaches that point. Uh, we continue to add value. And so for some of you, uh, you might be better at being resourceful. You might be very good at delegation, right? But you might not be so strong at the adding value part, right? The adding value part might seem a little foreign. So that's why we're gonna, that's why we're having this conversation is because I want to start talking about examples of both so that you can start implementing this right now. So let's talk about adding value and what you can be doing to add value right now and with the intent of sharing this message with people that you work with as well so that they kind of get a similar mindset so that they can start to add value and to give as well. So let's talk about functionally adding value to our organization, right? You know, a perfect example of this is that, you know, we've all worked with people that have flown through the organization, right? They come in and they start working and before you know it, you know, they're getting promoted. And then before you know it, they're getting promoted again. And you're like, dang, what are they doing differently that, that we're not right. And oftentimes what happens is when you've got someone who comes in and they're new to the organization, they're excited and they're giving and they, they give. And again, it ties directly ties into this adding value, right? Where they're come in and they're, they're hired for a certain role and they're nailing that role and they're doing their job, but because of it, they're so enthusiastic and they're so excited and they're exciting to be there that they start adding value in other areas as well. Right? So say for example, you know, they come in for a, uh, well, I've seen this happen multiple times, right? In uh, different organizations, they'll come in for like a customer service job, right? Which kind of falls under sales and marketing, but they're kind of at the lower level, like customer service where they're answering phones, they're fielding, they're kind of that front line, if you will, right? Where they're answering calls. And so they come in, they're, they're paid a certain amount per hour and they just come in and they're killing it, right? They're great with the customers. They're great with their coworkers. You know, before you know it, they start talking with other salespeople. And then before you know it, they become, they get promoted to like an inside sales, uh, and this might not be relevant to you, but hang in there with me. This is just kind of an example. And then before you know it, they start doing inside sales and they start killing it there and they do a great job and they start, you know, they're nailing their job and they start doing like an outside sales role or a, more of a higher level, you know, a territory account manager or regional account manager. And before, before you know it, they're just kind of working their way up. And it's because they continue to add value. They're not trying to quantify what they're doing or they're not trying to capture money for what they're doing yet they're do, they're operating knowing that the money will come because of their great attitude. Does that make sense? So I hope that analogy sticks with you. Um, you know, very similar to like, you know, someone that comes into your organization, say they're like a marketing coordinator, right? And they come in and they're really just there to kind of help out. But before you know it, you know, they're nailing their job and they're getting that done. And before you know it, they start helping out with other higher, higher level type of activities as well, right? And so then maybe they become a marketing manager, right? And before you know it, you know, they're 
they work their way up to, you know, maybe it's a director of marketing, whatever that highest level of, of marketing is for your organization, right? But again, they come in and they add more value. They do more than what they're paid for because they enjoy it, right? And they know that it links back to what they're doing and it's helping them learn and really understand what they're doing and understand their value. But it also is adding so much more value to the organization that it's natural for them to be the first one to get promoted. Does that make sense? And so that's that's where I'm trying to get your head at is what are we currently do to, doing to add value? And the reason I say this is because there's so many of us that are out there right now in this culture that we want to get paid first before we add any value. I want you to listen to that. We want to get paid first before we add any value. And there's a ton of people that are out there that, that are listening right now. And they may not even understand. You might not even understand that you're doing that, right? But there's a lot of people that will not give anything extra because they feel like they got to get paid first before they do that. And guess what winds up happening, guys? Those are the people that wind up get, getting promoted the last, right? Or they, they're, those are the people that wind up getting managed out, right? Because again, we're either getting managed up or we're getting managed out. That's it. And so if, you, if you're stuck in that mindset of like, I'm doing the bare minimum, I'm doing what I'm paid, that's my job. I'm doing what I'm, I'm paid to do, right? And I'm nailing it. But you're not adding any more value then you're not going to be promotable because you're only going to do the bare minimum. and that, Or at least that's the perception of the people that are around you, right? And so that's why I'm telling you, get in that mindset of adding value. Get in that mindset of giving more. And it, it, it's not that I don't want you to feel cheated either, right? I mean, because I still want you to live in that state of gratitude for what you currently have and what you've got. I don't want you to think that this is uh, short term so that your boss gets to take advantage of your hours at a lower rate when you're really when when you're really working because because we all know that person that's like oh man I'm doing this I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm only making this I'm, I'm not getting paid for that I'm doing like three people's jobs and I'm only getting that and then it's just kind of like this negative connotation and it and it's like you know one of the things that that I've learned is that you know because I think I went through a phase of like complaining when I was younger, when I was like in my twenties and I was like, Oh, I'd find myself complaining. And it's like, you know, but let me try and think of an example. Cause it's kind of funny. It's like, if you were ever like, maybe, maybe you were dating someone, right. So think of a personal relationship and it's like, you know, your, your significant other is like, Oh, I really want to go see my family. And you're like, Oh man, again. And it's like, you kind of like drag through it. And, and the, Oh, sweet irony is, you know, you're going anyway, but then you're, you're complaining about it. So you don't wind up getting the credit for it. Right. Cause now you're the person that was like, Oh sure. I had to drag you to it as opposed to be the one that, cause we've all been, you know, been in a relationship where either the, the other person or ourselves where someone said, Oh, you know, I want to go see my family today. And you're like, sweet. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see your family. How's your mom doing? Yeah. I can't wait to catch up with them. Right. Cause the, the outcome is the same. You're going no matter what. Right. And you know, you're going no matter what, but the difference being is, you know, if you're kind of like dragging and you're, you're not into it then you're not getting the credit for it. And your spouse is kind of like, Oh, great. You know, they're going to think that you're not enthusiastic. They, they could potentially complain that you're, you're never wanting to be part of the team or not want to participate or whatever that is. When the reality of it is, is like, you're going, so start getting credit for it. Right. So very similar kind of linking this back to what we're doing right now is like, you know, obviously you're killing it in your job right now, but I want you to be thinking about other ways 
you can be adding value to your organization, right? If you're a doctor, like this also relates to you as well, not only in your personal relationships, but with your customers. What is some other value that you can be adding to your existing patients, right? And thinking of like a problem solver type of, of role, right? And again, it could be anything, right? It doesn't need to be just like clinical. It could be, you know, financial, you know, it could be, you know, making sure that they're, they're getting their toothbrush, making sure that they're getting their dental floss, making sure they, do you have any questions on how to use your dental floss? You know, whatever that is, but adding value to your patients as well. Uh, and sometimes that includes, you know, the potential upsell, right? Have you ever thought about teeth whitening? Have you ever thought about, you know, an implant to fill that gap? But those are all examples of, you know, how can we be adding value to their experience, right? So it's not just adding value to like my earlier example was, you know, to a product, right? But it's also adding value to an experience as well. And so I know this gets gets deep quick and we've, we've only got like half hour total here, but hang in there with me. It's, it's, it's going to make sense, especially as we start to apply it, because I want you to continue to be thinking about, you know, what can I be doing to add value to a product or a service or an experience, right? Or to, to your overall job, right? Because again, back to your job, if you're, you know, a marketing coordinator, if you're a director of marketing, you know, what is, what else can I be doing to add value to maybe become like, you know, a C-level person, right? Maybe that's your next step. There's always a next step, right? Uh, there's always that, that continual improvement and continual growth for us. And you know what that is for you. You could write that down at, there's so many different people that I'm talking to right now, so I don't I don't know what that next step is for you, but I know that there is a next step or else you wouldn't even be, be listening to this, right? That's why we're all even listening to, to this to begin with or why we even tune into this frequency would be that continual improvement, right? So I want you to be thinking about, okay, what are some things that I can be doing to be adding value, right? The same goes for being resourceful. I want you to be, be thinking about, you know, what are you currently doing to be resourceful in your organization, right? You know, what are what are some certain certain things that you are are currently doing, right? And I don't want you to think about oh what, what I'm not doing, right? But but think about it. You know, there are certain things that you know you're really good at, you know, using email as a communication tool, right? That email that's that's a resource, right? Uh, you're really good about using the telephone as a resource to reach out to people, uh, or maybe that fast forwards to an area of improvement. You're really good at email, but not so good at at phone calls and maybe that's something that you can get better at right but we're not there yet right let's talk about you know what are you doing to use your resources maybe you've got an assistant maybe you've got a uh, maybe you're a marketing director and you've got a marketing coordinator but you're you're kind of underutilizing what they're doing right or again we're staying on the what you're currently doing what are you currently doing to utilize them right and this is a good activity because especially if you've got people that are working with you or are working for you it helps you get a good understanding of what they're doing right? Because as you're delegating, as you're feeding them, the, as you're feeding your resources, these, these outcomes that need to happen, right? Because again, they're the, they're the resource and they have a desired outcome or you have set this desired outcome that they need to, to work towards. And if you're not familiar with that desired outcome language, you know, listen back a couple uh, uh, podcasts uh, and go through where I really start to talk about, we're not looking at completing tasks, we're looking at working our way towards desired outcomes, right? It's a much bigger way of thinking and it helps us set the table for success so that even if we don't get through all of our tasks through the day, as long as we're moving towards that desired outcome, that is success. That's the definition of success. So keeping us back on track though, for this activity, you know, I still want you writing down, you know, what are some resources that you're currently using? 
how are you using those resources, right? Because one thing that I will will realize as I go through this, and especially as I've got people that, that I've got helping me, is I drastically underutilize my resources. I still keep a lot of stuff that's on my plate because whether it's out of pride, whether it's out of love because I enjoy doing the, these tasks, whether it's out of fear of delegating that and relinquishing control, whatever the reason is, whatever the why is, I I don't I don't know, right? But it's again that continual improvement and that focus, and that's the value of even having these conversations is acknowledging that this opportunity exists and that I can get better, right? Because even if we just take one step closer, right? Because I'm not changing your life on this one 30 minute podcast, guys. I realize that. I understand that. And and for most of you, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know or haven't even heard before, but where the value of this really launches and takes forward is this next step. As we start talking about what can we be doing to add more value and what can we be doing to be more resourceful, right? And then what's most important is when you click stop on this, on this podcast, taking that first step towards adding value and then taking that first step of being more resourceful or being better at using your resources, right? And once you've taken that that first step, now that's where the magic happens, right? That's when it becomes life-changing, right? That's when it becomes uh, actionable and you're actually starting to have a starting point of like, oh man, I listened to that guy's podcast and, and Michael told me about, you know, the ways to become wealthy, right? There's only two ways to add, to, be, to add wealth to your life and that's that's adding value and being more resourceful. That's it, guys. And it's really that simple. And when I first listened to that, I thought he was ridiculous. But now that I've started to apply that, oh my gosh, not only have I added more wealth to my life, but I've, life is now easier for me, right? And, and that, that, is, that is where it really starts to become hard for people to understand is how do you make your life easier and add more wealth to your life? Right. And for most people, that doesn't make sense. For, for most people, you think, oh, if I want more money, I have to work harder. I have to do more stuff. I have to do more things. Oh, man, I'm already working 12 hour days and I'm making, you know, 100,000 a year. If I want to make 200,000 a year, well, does that mean I'm going to have to work 24 hours a day? No. No. In fact, you know, if you worked smarter and you were able to add more value and be more resourceful, you could actually work at an eight hour a day and make 250,000 a year. Right. If you're already making 250,000 a year you can make a million dollars a year, right? By adding more value and being more resourceful. That's it, guys. I mean, it's really that easy. But we're starting today at the starting point, right? I, I And I don't tell you the, these stories to try and impress you, but obviously to try and impress upon you the fact that where that focus goes, we're actually able to take that first step. We're actually able to make it actionable, right? Because before it's, it could be, you maybe even thought about this in the last month, right? But it just becomes one of those thoughts that rattles around in your head and you never get any momentum. Or you maybe even written written down one of these things, but you never made it actionable. So you didn't do anything, right? So here's the deal. Here's how we make this actionable today. For our adding value portion, I want you to think of, now that you've looked at your list of the things that you currently do, that gives you a good idea of how you're currently adding value right now. I want you to think of three things how you can be adding more value, whether it's to your organization, whether it's to your group, whether it's to your your customers, whether it's internal or external customers, whoever you're serving right now. I want you to think of, you know, how can you be adding more value? If you're a dentist and, you know, the implant was an idea of how how you're currently adding value to a, a, a procedure or to an actual product, sorry, the product being the post, right? And the other product being the, the actual crown, right? 
um, and you're adding value by all of the procedure. What is there any more value that you can add in that procedure, right? Or with the Invisalign, we talked about the Invisalign. Is there any more value that you could be adding with that, right? Um, and be thinking about that where you're like, oh man, you know, I didn't think about doing that, but, and here's the deal. The, the key portion to all of this is how do you add more value, but not ask for any more money for it? Yeah, you're going to think that's crazy because I'm not, again, we're not trying to make a ton of money off of this right now. We're trying to create a habit. I want you to add value and not ask for any more, for any more money. Because you're by adding so much more value, it becomes a no-brainer for people to say yes to, right? So whether it's the implant, uh, whether it's the Invisalign that we gave for an example, whether it's what you're currently doing at work, basically based on the task, there reaches a point where you add so much value or there's so much value in this exchange that no one can say no. They have to say yes. Does that make sense? And again, back to the example that I was talking about where that person that seems to skyrocket through an organization and they just get promoted after promoted after promoted, it's because they give, 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 and they're never asking for more. It's given to them and it's given to them willfully because they continue to just add more value. And it's like they just continue to skyrocket through as opposed to we've seen the person that's never promoted because they do the bare minimum and they never add anything more. And so that's, that's what we're doing is we're shifting the culture, right? How can we give more? We're not going to ask for anything more, but we're going to do it knowing that we will receive more. Does that make sense? It's kind of that law of attraction. If you've ever read any of those books or uh, listened to that, because there's the law of attraction with whether it's love, relationships, money, you know, there's a lot of different series of those, but, but it basically comes back to, you know, you're sending out that frequency of intention, right? And we're adding more value. We're putting more value out there with the intent of taking care of our, our customer, whether it's an internal customer, or external customer, whatever that is. But we're just throwing more into it. We're adding more value, adding more value, but we're not asking for more money for it, right? But guess what's going to happen? We're going to get more money for it just because. And maybe that's, even if we're not asking for more money for like Invisalign, for example, this is, I keep coming back to this, but this is a good tangible example because this is a perfect example of adding value. If we continue to add value, continue to add value, so, you know, so maybe it's free follow-ups, you know what I mean? So maybe the, the doctor right next door is, the dentist next door is doing Invisalign, but how you're adding value is you're going to offer, you know, three free checkpoints where they come in and you're just making sure that everything's looking great. You're not going to charge for it. You just want to make sure that that's doing it. And that's the differentiating factor, but you're not charging any more money for it. You're not making money off that one transaction, but once word gets out, you're going to get more transactions because you're adding more value than the person next door. Does that make sense? So I want you in that mindset of what can you be doing to add more value? And by now, you know, while I'm talking, you should have three good examples right now. And now that you've got those examples, what we're going to do is we're going to set timelines as to when you're going to start implementing those, right? The first one, you know, maybe you start implementing, implementing that today by, you know, 10. And, you, and again, you're just, you just take that first step towards it, right? We're just looking to take that first step towards it, right? And the second one, maybe we have that done by 2 p.m. And the third one we have done by 4 p.m., right? And spread it out. And if you've got, if you're, if you're like me, uh, you've got whiteboards all over your office. And if you don't have any whiteboards, get them in your office because they're amazing. Uh, it's great for you to like just dump thoughts and get them out of your head and drop them on your board. This is a great thing to have on your whiteboard so you can start to have that so that when you show up tomorrow, you see these three areas where you're going to add value and now it becomes a habit. You know, how can you continue to work towards that each and every day? 
The same is going to be true for we're going to move on to our, our resources now and being resourceful, A, identifying the, the resources and B, how do, you, how do we use better use those resources? Because we all have resources that are available to us, all of us, each and every one of us. The problem is with a lot of people is that A, they never identify that it's a resource for them and B, even if they realize it's a resource for them, they're not adequately using them with how they can. Again, the analogy that I use in my life with my assistant is my job as I have, you know, whenever I show up each and every day, I've got that that 10 pound bag of you know what that needs to be gone through, right? And my assistant's job is to come in and take as much of that 10 pounds off of my desk and put it onto her desk as much as possible. But then the challenge that I've got for my assistant is not to do all of that work herself. My challenge to her is how does she use her resources, right? So in essence, she can come in and take my 10 pounds, all 10 pounds off my desk, put it on her desk, and then all of a sudden she delegates out five pounds of it. And then she only has to do five pounds, right? We've all heard this analogy, what I'm talking about. There's the uh, the five pound bag, there's the 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, and there's only five pounds that's going in. So which five pounds is it? very similar, right? That, that, that's what, that's what, where this analogy is coming from, right? Very similar. So if my assistant's able to come in and take all 10 pounds off of my desk and then is able to delegate out five, she's able to accomplish the five pounds that she can do, but by delegating out and using her resources and getting the other five pounds done, all 10 pounds gets done. And I haven't done a thing other than delegated to my primary resource, right? And then helped her identify who her resources are so that she can get this done. And, and once you start thinking like this, this is how Tony Robbins is able to go write multiple bestseller books while he's traveling to Miami and to Fiji and to London and to Los Angeles and everywhere else across the world. And this is how he's able to throw on all these grandiose events and how he's able to travel across the world with his premier platinum partners and throw these events, right? Because you wonder how, how in the world can someone get that done? That's how it's done is utilizing your resources and having other people do it. But again, the key is follow-up, right? Delegation's not delegation without that follow-up, right? You still need to stay connected to make sure that it's getting done. Otherwise, it winds up on their desk. And then three months later, you're like, did you ever do that thing? And they're like, oh, I meant to, but you know, I never heard anything more about it. So I just figured it wasn't important anymore. I mean, we all know what that is, right? We've all had that happen. We've all been on that end. We've all had people that have delegated to us and they never followed up and we're like, well, it must not have been important, so I'm not going to do it. And then you fall into that that habit of like, well, they always let us know when it's important, right? So if they haven't asked us in a month, it clearly isn't important. Let that disappear, right? So that, that that's why we're having this conversation, right? Because it's identifying your resources. It's learning how to use those resources, but also that key factor is making sure that you're following up, right? Making sure that you still have that note at the at, on your list here's what I've delegated, but by the end of the day or by the end of the week or by the end of the month, whatever that checkpoint is for you, you still have that note that pops up on your calendar. You're like, hey, did you, I wanted to follow up and made sure, did that ever get done? Or did you, do you have all the resources that you need to get that done? And then it's a quick yes or no, or it's a correct, quick uh, redirect, right? Until it's complete. And because then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, you know, where were we at with, you know, this project? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that was done. Had you checked in Trello, you would have seen, okay, no, 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 I don't need to know the details. That's great. I just, I feel better now knowing that it's done. It's off my list, done. Or you've got scheduled meetings that that happen to be able to work through these checklists, right? Because again, it's having that focused time where it's like, if every, every, every morning 
you're syncing up with your team for 10, 15 minutes and taking your 10 pounds of, of work that needs to get delegated out and you're able to assign that, then it's done. And then if you've got a quick, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the end of the day to powwow again to make sure everyone's got their resources uh, that they need to get their work done. And then it all, it's the opportunity for them to identify, oh man, I'm really struggling here and I need some help. Bam. Okay. That's when you can put on your cape. You can help them out, redirect it, let them know what their resources are and help them get that done so that they know how to complete it in the future. But it's re- again, it's just real focused time, but without you doing the work, right? That's how successful people become successful and how they stay successful is that they're able to identify their resources and they're able, even more importantly, use those resources. So I hope this podcast has been uh, valuable for you. Uh, pretty simple stuff. I know that, but it's so impactful. I mean, it, it is truly like, that's it. To add wealth to your life, to add wealth to your organization. It's you're, you're either adding value or you're using your resources, becoming resourceful. That's it. And when you can master these two things, your life becomes so easy. And it's often these simple things that are the most impactful, right? You know, and again, this might be something where we start providing a workshop on this where you come in and it's a half day event, right? Or it's a full day event where we could really break down. It's like, okay, we're going to dive into, you know, how are you specifically uh, adding value? How could you be better adding value, right? Or it's a workshop where how can you be more resource, resourceful? Who are your resources in your industry? You know, how can you be better utilizing them, right? And make it more of a workshop. But when it all comes down, it's these same concepts that you can start using right now. And again, the idea is starting to create a habit, right? You've identified three ways that you can start adding more value. You've identified three ways that you can start becoming more resourceful right now. And your your job you know, so very similar with the, I, I don't think I closed the loop on the resourceful. You're going to do the same thing. Now that you've identified these three things of how you can be more resourceful, you need to get that on the calendar as well and maybe fit those in between the other ones, right? So if the other ones were at like 10 a.m., noon, and two, you know, maybe do the other ones at 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., whatever that is. But again, what is that first step that you can take to start doing this? You put these three, these six things total up on your whiteboard. And now you see them tomorrow and it reminds you, oh, that's right. Here's what I delegated yesterday. Did I ever follow up to make sure that it was properly delegated, right? And then you can, you're able to have a similar conversation. And once you start to do it, then it becomes a habit. And then you no longer need to have it on your whiteboard. It just becomes part of your scheduler, right? You have that quick 10 minute, 10 minute meeting in the morning or you have that, that time where you allot, you know, what, what am I doing to add more value? Once you start having the mindset of adding more value, you can start to communicate that with other people that are around you so that they start to think in that way as well. How can we add more value without asking for more money for it? Because again, we just add more value, add more value. It becomes a no-brainer for our patients and our customers, both internal and external, to continue to come back to us. Maybe our objective, maybe we're in more internal support and we're not customer-facing or patient-facing. You know, maybe you're that marketing coordinator and you want to become the marketing director or you, you're the marketing director. And you want to become the, the chief marketing officer, whatever, whatever that is, or the CEO, whatever, whatever that next step is for you or promotable to another organization. Right. But you want to be that person that's adding so much more value that everyone else is looking and going, of course, they're the next one that's up. Look at what they're doing. They're amazing. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I'd love to get your feedback on it. Let me know what you think about this. Let me know how it's impacted you. You know, send me an email. Go to dentalmarketingblog.com. 
my email, my phone number is on there. If you need more help, if you want to get coached up on this and you're like, yo, man, I love what you're doing, but I can't just do this in the half an hour. I want you to come on out and coach both me and my team up, you know, drop me an email, give me a call. I'll come out to you. Uh, you pay for the expenses and, you know, a low cost. Again, I'm all about adding value. Uh, I'll come on out and I'll coach your team up and I'll do this for you. Or I'll send my business partner, uh, Cody, out as well. Or maybe we both come on out and we coach you up. But but again, this is how we add value is by having these conversations, planting these seeds. You know, again, back to the very beginning of this podcast, we don't have contracts in place. That's not how we become wealthy. We become wealthy by continuing to add value. And part of that value is always coming back to the table and always offering new ideas and always following up to making sure that the return on investment is in line with your original expectations. And if it is, how can we continue to move that needle? And if it's not, how can we course correct to get that needle back into the green and where it needs to be so that we're always moving forward, right? Always adding value. That's how we've done it. So action speaking stronger than words. That's what we are doing. And I'm telling you, it works, right? That's how our life is so much better right now. And I want to see your life get better because guess what happens? Once your life gets better because of this, you're going to come right back to me and be like, all right, Michael, here's some money. Help me advertise or help me do this. Or, you know, I'm grateful for your help because you've added so much more value and you haven't even charged me anything for it here. Just take some money somehow. That's just how this life works, right? Just add more value, add more value, add more value. And eventually people are just going to give you money because they feel obligated to do so. Does that make sense? I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed this. Would love to get your feedback and have a great day. Take care of yourself.